there, Nick Pete here, aka Goju Ninja. I'm back with another podcast, and I want to just kind of uh, spitball and discuss karate progression. Now, the title is a little bit misleading because I'm actually not talking about an individual's progression, but karate as a whole around the world and uh, how I feel it is progressing. So jumping right into it, most I think most people could agree that are in the karate world that we're seeing a large jump or a large push for the practical karate side and I think that's wonderful. I think it's something that needed to happen and I think that it stems from a lot of people being checked, uh, being called out, techniques being you know, portrayed as not useful, and that kind of ties in almost to my very first podcast when I was explaining karate to mixed martial arts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners. Uh, you know, we see a lot of challenges now, we see a lot of uh, tension between even mixed martial artists, Chinese martial artists, and I think that although when we see those titles and we watch those videos and we hear those people from other styles, it definitely provokes anger and you know makes us a little bit upset, but I, I think we can try to look and focus on the bright side, and that is maybe... Just maybe everything that we do isn't entirely devoted or isn't entirely effective in actual real fighting or combat, and that's okay. Uh, you know, I've listened to Ian Abernathy's podcast, or I should say the audiobook about the martial map, and, and I've always thought this, and, and, and I'm really happy that I listened to it because it put a lot of things in perspective. And that, you know, being one is self-defense, one is fighting, and one is just for the martial art, the art side of thing. So in karate, we know, you know for a fact that a lot of what we do is for the martial art aspect of it. And I've come to terms and I've come to understand that some things that I teach in the dojo are really just tradition and culture-based, and I'm totally okay with that. I don't care if... Uh, if an MMA guy comes in and is like, why are you guys doing this chamber and these, you know, very rudimentary, robotic, archaic type movements and that's never going to help you? Like, yeah, absolutely. But I don't also tell my students, hey, this is exactly what you're going to do when somebody out in the street punches you or grabs you or tries to grab your arm and pull you in the back of a car. That's that's not why I'm teaching these things, right? There's, there's separate. There's, you know, your Kihon basics, that are very, uh, I'm going to use the word again, robotic for a beginner. But then as training progresses, you start to lose that. You start to lose the chamber and put your hands up on guard. And, and I think that that's, that's totally fine. And that's our way of teaching. Maybe not yours or theirs, but that's our way of teaching. Uh, and I think that the explosion of the practical karate has put more and more specific techniques uh, in, in the limelight for critique and analysis and uh, I, that's that's where our art needs to go if we want it to survive. Unfortunately, not everybody can be 
I'm sorry, not everybody can want as detailed, concise, theoretical, I'm sorry, theory behind the technique um, as, as, as we want, especially because they're constantly getting fed these fight videos and, you know, we live in what I like to call a fast food nation. People want things fast and they want to see it up front. So practical karate, and what I, what I mean by practical karate is a technique comes in and the hands automatically go up and then there's, there's fighting um, on both sides, uh, delivering punches or blows to the attacker as well as the attacker delivering more than one technique to the defender because that's what we know to be practical. Um, yeah, we'll teach a lot of epons or one-step uh, defense moves, but you know, you're not gonna step out and punch somebody in the sternum or solar plexus in a street fight or self-defense, and it's gonna end the fight. Okay, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna probably stun them a little bit, but they're not gonna freeze and shake and oh, 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 oh I can't, I can't attack. So you need to be able to continue after that epon, after that one technique, to 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 finish the fight or to get the person off to you so you can you know return to safety or keep your friends and family safe so the practical karate forces you to see what will work and what doesn't work another thing i think would be great for progression as i've said this before and that is actually my last podcast was pressure testing but i should have been a little bit more specific so i think that drilling and pressure testing are absolutely necessary to see what techniques from your karate can be used so the difference between like a kumite set or a yaksuko kumite, a prearranged set of movements, is drilling will build better consistency and I allow my students to make contact with their hits while we're drilling. And they may have uh, shin and instep guards or gloves on so that they can make contact. Now I know people are gonna say, no, that's not old school karate, take the pads off. Well, what happens when I got 13, 14, 15-year-old girls and guys in the class? I mean, come on. We run businesses. We can't have, uh, you know, one 13-year-old, you know, doing a, a hook shot to the liver of another 13-year-old boy or girl and dropping them in the class. That's, you're not going to be able to keep students. Plus, I've always thought that sparring should only be about 40 to 50 percent so that you can concentrate on the techniques rather than be set in that survival mode uh, and really not ever get to work on your techniques but going back to it drilling is something that i think is really important so that you can make actual contact a lot of the time in karate you'll see okay the guy steps out and punches with your right you step back block punch to the body but it's always punching in air you're never really making contact with the body and with drilling you can teach and take a traditional you know set like a, a, a gekusai daiichi kumite you can make it you can you can have the defender make contact with the opponent and then once that first technique is established then you can actually have the defender you know be the aggressor he punches first so you block well when you go to punch the attacker he blocks so now the fight is on so now you're making small more realistic sparring sets through drills and then ultimately the pressure testing should should be applied and uh the pressure testing kind of goes into the sparring which it's it's more alive it's it's a little bit hey try to do these techniques if you can but it's continuous it's non-stop 
and you know now you're actually trying to punch at that you know 50% and it's unplanned um, and, and I think that's important and I see that being put a lot into karate which is great another thing I see besides the the Olympic world or the WKF style karate um, I see our sparring gear has changed therefore our techniques will change because our objective has changed as Ian Abernathy states as well uh, so I put a questionable post on the different karate groups and pages oh and a side note after I started making these podcasts I noticed all these other guys are making podcasts on anchor in the karate world and I think that's great uh, hey more discussion more uh, spreading of our karate is, is always a good thing in my eyes but uh, the sparring gear I see more karate schools now using shin and instep guards like for Muay Thai and you know a half MMA glove with a with kind of like a boxing uh, boxing glove on top of it for added padding I see that being the sparring so I think that's great for actual grabbing your opponent uh, and being able to strike in more of a boxing format and I see the shin and instep guards as uh, as being wonderful for a larger array of techniques again some people might go ah that's not old school karate we don't you know don't wear pads you know let them fight but there you go you got them going back into survival mode and if you if you haven't noticed if you take off the pads and say all right go to town you know full contact whatever you're going to change your karate back well from from combination base back to the epon because epon meaning one technique they're going to be just stepping in with a jab and then stepping out or or doing a kind of a, a half cocked or half chambered roundhouse because they're scared because they're in survival mode they don't want to you know connect shin to shin they don't want to go do a roundhouse to the body and you know have the elbow block now does it happen in the street yeah absolutely you know or, or happens in the ring but we're trying to build these this technique base down for the beginners and intermediate and get them fluid and, and comfortable and moving not just throw them into the pit and expect them to survive so i've always said that technique trumps brute strength so if you just throw them in to kill each other at first i think that they're it's going to take them longer to develop the technique so yeah absolutely pads at first but once you get to a certain stage take the pads off see how well you do that's that's all part of that evolution so i think that the you know sparring gear has changed and it's allowed the techniques to to grow and i think that was vitally important lastly i find it funny that there's still so many people that you know talk so badly about karate and you know i guess sometimes i get kind of trapped in that world and of you know so many people commenting i mean just the stuff you see it's it's mostly from mma fanboys who even mma people or bjj people would see them and go man what the the hell is wrong with them but i it's good that that they talk so negatively about karate because they're just pushing us in the right direction to you know reincorporate our grappling okay that's the last little thing i want to talk about so for me at least in my dojo growing up there was never a divide between like your basics kata structured karate your kumite fighting sparring and grappling and wrestling so there was like never like hey uh so yeah karate's only this 
art, but we're just going to do some wrestling. Like I was from a young age, my dad, my father, my uncle, all of our students, we always did Kata Kumite basics, sparring, or I'm sorry, uh, Kata Kihon basics, sparring Kumite, standing up and then wrestling all the time. So I'm not saying I'm an avid wrestler whatsoever. I mean, I'm, I'm still a student of wrestling and jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, but that was, you know, something that was always there. And I didn't realize it wasn't in anybody else's curriculum or fighting art until I got older and started seeing these karate guys just getting destroyed by Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys. I mean, in my opinion, not on the ground, but if you're a if you're a straight traditional karate practitioner, your takedown game and takedown defenses because of your karate should be the same as a BJJ guy. Uh, now, I'm not saying anything negative about BJJ, but I mean, I think we can all agree that most of their training is is utilized or is is taught on the ground. So takedowns from a stand-up position, may, maybe not so much. Not so much as I'd say like a judo guy. Like if a karate guy fought a judo guy, I pretty much expect that that judo guy, if he gets a hold of the karate guy, is going to be able to take him down, you know I mean? But anyways getting back to it karate you got you know if you do great if you're if you don't you need to start actually applying grappling and grabbing Uh, on my instagram i'm going to be posting some videos of how to use your blocks and pummeling and all these other uh grappling avenues but that's that's another thing i see from for some people being incorporated back into karate and drilled and pressure tested is grappling and that is so very important uh, the ground fighting, I don't, you know, I don't teach it. I, I, I'll teach aspects of it, but my philosophy has always been, I, I teach what I know. I don't teach what I don't know, right? First and foremost. But what I don't know, I always seek out. So I don't teach ground fighting. I don't try to, you know, be a, an expert on that or, or try to teach some half-assed techniques because I just, I'm not, that's not what I was trained in. I would much prefer to tell my students, hey, you guys are interested in ground fighting? Yeah, go to this school, go to that school because I'm not, I'm not a bullshitter. It really comes down to that. I, I don't hold any rank. I don't, you know, I've done months and months of it and watched countless videos, but you know, I just refuse to teach it because I, I don't feel skilled enough um, with it. I teach some basics, but that's as far as it goes. But as far as the grappling goes, to stay standing up, and at least if you get knocked down on the ground, a little bit of it, I think that even if it's not in our traditional karate system and they're not rolling around on the ground in Okinawa, needs to get incorporated. So kind of a summary, I think the progression of karate is going in the right direction. I think that we have, we got checked, we got recognized that there's a there was a lot of discrepancies in, uh, and, and kind of deficiencies within our style or within uh, our training modalities and methods. So that got checked. And we, you know, I see people adding the more practical uh, karate with drilling and pressure testing. I see the sparring gears change, therefore the technique basis has changed. And then I see grappling being incorporated back in. And all those things, you know, I think are setting us up for success and, uh, you know, getting us on the road to exploring more areas of of training rather than, uh, you know, hey, this is what we've always done. This is what we're going to keep doing. This works. Well, not always, you know, times change and 
we need to continue to keep our traditions, but you know, move forward into the future in how it pertains to our training. And you know, our, our slogan for our, our new dojo is uh, you know, old world traditions, real world applications, and new world understandings. And that's how we try to approach uh, approach our training. So, uh, hope you enjoyed this one. I look forward to putting out more content, but I'm mostly concentrating on my Instagram with instructional videos. Uh, if you haven't already, please go uh, follow, like some of my posts, Goju Ninja uh, on Instagram. So have a good one.